You're listening to the Scotiabank Market Points Podcast. I'm your host, Greg White. Market Points is part of the Knowledge Capital series, a collection of audio, video, and written commentary from Scotiabank Global Banking and Markets leaders designed to provide you with timely insights and analysis. The Latin American sustainable finance market is teeming with opportunity. As various countries in the region look to fund infrastructure gaps, they're turning to the sustainable market for their critical environmental and social projects. And that's laying the groundwork for more corporations to access the market. On this episode of Market Points, Juan Foyondo, Managing Director and Head of Debt Capital Markets for Latin America and the Caribbean, discusses the regional surge in sustainable finance. Hi, Juan. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for the invite, Greg. Uh, compared to a region like Europe, Latin America is in its infancy with respect to sustainable finance. Um, who is at the uh, the forefront of um, driving that change in, in, in Latin America? Yeah, I mean, history-wise, I think uh, one of the first ones that uh, jumped into the waters was the Republic of Chile. They've uh, issued around $6.2 billion between uh, U.S. dollars and euros, no? Since its first issuance, it was in 2019, it won several distinguished awards, including uh, the Sovereign Green Bonds of the Year, another one from Global Capital, which was the Latin American Green Bond of the Year, and some others. I would uh, also like to highlight that Chile uh, green spending includes or have included several categories, no? but, in, but it has mainly been focused on clean transportation, like the Metro subway, and projects uh, f- from the state uh, railways companies. Um, have Have you seen that sort of uh, Chilean regional leadership inspire other countries across across LATAM, as well as some of their sort of government institutions, development banks, and 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 so forth? Yes, uh, definitely. After Chile's successful issuance. Several Latin and Caribbean countries are exploring the sustainability market. For example, Mexico released its uh, SDG uh, bond framework in February, which enabled it to issue green or social bonds. Other countries in the regions, including Colombia, Peru, Brazil, Dominican Republic, and others, are at different stages of exploring the green bond market as well. No? Also, I think it's very important to mention that in 2020, Latin American countries have led the way in the sovereign social bond markets. It's really important to mention that in January, the Republic of El Salvador issued social bonds to fund affordable housing projects. This was the first sovereign social bond issued globally. Additionally, there were also Republic of Guatemala, which issued social bonds to fund the COVID-19 response. Oi, I also would like to highlight, which is, I think it's key for the development of the of this initiative, is that local development banks are also important issuers of green and sustainability bonds, typically in local currency. For example, in Mexico, you've seen that in the local markets, uh, FIRA and NAFI have already accessed different versions of, uh, of, of green bonds. In Brazil, we have BNDS. In Colombia, we have uh, Bank Oldex, and in Peru, we have Cofide. So, as you can see, I mean, this is like the first, uh, the, the beginning of, of the of the new trend, which I believe that also the rest of the corporates will follow. No, 
Uh, I think it's important to mention that if uh, that there's uh, overall there's two very relevant markets, because if you want to access uh, local currency, I mean over that size you can do issuance of between a hundred million dollars of up to between a hundred up to up to three hundred million US dollars, which gives you a lot of flexibility in respect of the amount of issuance and tenor. And also that flexibility translates into printing into local currency, which in many cases brings much more efficiencies to the companies that are issuing in local currency instead of trying to tap the U.S. dollar market. On the larger issues, uh, the past month or so has been quite an exciting and active time. Can you provide some details in terms of some of the issues that have that have come to market uh, most recently? On the last three weeks, it's been amazing. I mean, we have uh, in LATAM four really relevant issues. No, I would like to mention Coca-Cola FEMSA. They did a, a, on August 27 a green bond, which uh, basically it was uh, priced the largest even green bond for any Latin American corporation. It was of a size of uh, $705 million US dollars at 12 year. On the peak order book, it, I mean, it, it was up to 5.25 billion, which means it was almost 10 times oversubscribed. And the pricing was incredible because it, it managed to price at a negative new issue concession. Another one which is uh, really relevant that I would like to highlight is uh, the United States of Mexico, UMS. On September 14, they did the inaugural SDG sustainability bond to finance programs that support the UN Sustainable Development Goals. This is the first time a sovereign bond linked to the UN Sustainable Development Goals. The UN Development Program was partnered with Mexico on the sustainability framework and opined that the framework is aligned with the SDG. Uh, the SDG framework for Mexico can finance uh, any green or social initiative that contributes to the SDG. And it was the first transaction that will target uh, social projects. So that's uh, it's an incredible transaction that uh, they did. The, we also participated uh, in Scotia in these last uh, two weeks on two very high level transactions. One was for Yenova, which was uh, it's a Mexican company, a power utility company that did a conventional bond, but it had an ESG rating promoted. On September 10th, we managed to price uh, 800 million US dollars at 4.75 due on 2051. And although this was a conventional bond, Yenova promoted its ESG rating for uh, MSCI in the transaction announcement and marketing. Yenova was rated at AA, which is the second highest possible by MSCI ESG rating, and is considered an ESG leader by MSCI in the utility industry. Also, it's important to highlight that Yenova is the first corporate issuer in the US market to promote this ESG rating in the transactions. The announcement, although, was, uh, was of a non-green one. And the last one that I would like to highlight is Susano, pop and paper company out of Brazil. Susano uh, managed to print 700 million US dollars for a 10-year sustainable lean bond. I think uh, this transaction ha it has three very re relevant uh, issues committed uh, to sustainability. The first one 
is that it was the first sustainability-linked bond aligned with International Cap uh, Capital Market Associations, IGMA. The second one is that the, the transactions we had a second-party opinion on its sustainability-linked frame framework. And the third one is that this sustainability-linked bond issued uh, outside of, uh, is domiciled outside of Europe. No? This transaction was extremely well received and attracts a lot of interest from uh, the largest global ESG investors. We managed to have a really strong order book on, uh, it was close to 7 billion, which uh, is almost 9.4 uh, times oversubscribed. And they managed to tighten almost 55 basis points on the IPT uh, 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 levels, uh, landing with a negative new issue concession. With all this activity, are you also seeing uh, the countries starting to really uh, put effort into developing their own guidance and, and taxonomies under the sustainable finance umbrella? Yes, correct. correct. Well, basically, I mean, you see respect, uh, each country has developed their own taxonomy. You see, I mean, huge advances in respect of Brazil, Mexico, Argentina, Peru, Chile and Costa Rica, all of these countries that I've mentioned have already realized their green bond uh, guidelines, which in principle are aligned with uh, international standards such as IGMA. And additionally, uh, the AIDB has been extremely helpful in, the, in respect of the bond transparency uh, platform, which is designed to provide consistency and transparency around the green reporting. With all these new regulations, are you facing challenges when you're sitting down with clients? Uh, how are you uh, helping uh, navigate these these new waters? Basically, what I mean, what, what we do is every time we go to the company, I mean, all of them they also they also have questions, and they are the vast majority of them are willing to go through the challenges of of getting the green bond certification. No? But basically, I mean, what you go is uh, they have different constraints. One of them is, uh, in general, it's time because the vast majority of the time when they decide to go, they're in almost at the same time that when they are decided to print a transaction. So I think a strong recommendation that we always give to our clients to do some, some of that work prior to going through the issues. No? So in that regard, uh, and also I think there's uh, the misconception of many of those companies that uh, they don't have the, niche, the sufficient amount of, uh, of green bond credits in order to do a relevant issue in the international market. No? So that's why we bring uh, our experts on, on board and, uh, and we help them deal through it and go through the whole different type of scenarios between present, future, if we have to ear tag or not, some of the proceeds of the issuance in order to make a, a green transactions. And we, we really help them go through the rating agencies and, uh, and uh, we do like a pre-screening before we go to the rating agencies just to, uh, and with all the full recommendations before, before they go to the rating, just to, to, uh, uh, to be certain that uh, they would be qualified uh, into a, on, on the green bonds uh, scale. How are you seeing uh, pricing advantages materialize um, for for issuers across uh, Latin America to lower their cost of debt by accessing this market? I think at the moment all of them realize that they're most likely is not is not a, they don't have an initial uh, reduction on in their cost of debt. 
But it's been proven by very serious study that the secondary markets improve substantially when you have this feature. And obviously that eventually will be uh, a much better thing for each of those issuers because by the end of the day, each time they do a retap or a new issuance, that will be reflected in their new pricing. That was Juan Foyando, Managing Director and Head of Debt Capital Markets for Latin America and the Caribbean at Scotiabank. You can now find Scotiabank's Market Points on Apple Podcasts. Don't miss an opportunity to hear from industry thought leaders. Click subscribe. And if you've been enjoying Market Points, please be sure to rate and review us. You can also find more thought-leading content from Scotiabank on our website at gbm.scotiabank.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at ScotiabankGBM, as well as our LinkedIn showcase page under Scotiabank Global Banking and Markets. Please refer to our legal disclosures on our website. I'm Greg White, and thanks for listening.